never know what's going to happen in this sport in this sport you never know with with these fights anything is possible i do look at myself as being one of the most dominant fighters in mma history he didn't know it was going to be a buffet though he thought it was going to be a three-piece now you're getting the whole mgm grand buffet to the face man what's up fight fans it's time for another episode of the rj ringside podcast where today everything is going to be about mma because adam hill and i are out here at the ufc 246 weigh-ins that just took place at the pearl at the palms and we are going to break all that down for you as well as get a little round table in here from some of the other media who have come out to this event of course it's a conor mcgregor card so we've got a lot of international media out here we have pete c carroll jose youngs as well as jim edwards will join us in a bit here but first uh, i'm your host heidi fang and the rj ringside podcast is brought to you by untuck it untuckit.com check that out today so uh, ufc 246 the ceremonial will ceremonial weigh-in will happen later here on this friday the fight card of course saturday you can get that on pay-per-view at the espn plus but uh, a lot of the talk this week and a lot of the narrative adam has been all about this tame demeanor and this is something that we asked uh, the other media about as well in the round table but a lot of people seem to think that it may hurt connor's stock and something we heard yesterday in the media day was connor mcgregor talking about maybe having a fight boxing fight at allegiant stadium so when you think about that is connor kind of already setting up what could happen in case he loses i mean he's a mastermind when it comes to the business side yeah possibly uh i mean i think he he needs to win to set up a lot of the stuff that he really wants to do this year he talked about being very active i thought it was pretty notable today uh here at the at the weigh-ins that he walked in he walked over to, to bob bennett and he, they've had a kind of an up and down relationship through the years so certainly bob bennett uh, was part of you know the the massive punishment that Conor McGregor uh, said he would never fight here again after that uh, Diaz scuffle at the press conference. Uh, so they've been kind of up and down, but they did work closely together uh, with the punishment last time with the uh, Nurmagomedov uh, brawl afterwards. So he walked over and said, "Hey, good to see you. Long time no see." And then he said, "You're going to be seeing a lot of me this year," which. You know, it's his plan, I think, to fight quite a few times. I think it's his plan to do it in Las Vegas. I think he talked He talked certainly about a potential boxing match at Allegiant Stadium when it opens uh, with somebody like Manny Pacquiao, maybe even Floyd Mayweather. That would make a lot of sense. But he's got to win to set up a lot of these things. And I'm, I'm more than certain in my mind that if he wins, he's fighting Jorge Masvidal uh, either in April, um, perhaps March, although that's Masvidal said that might be a little too soon for him. Uh, or even International Fight Week in July. Like at some point, I think that it's Masvidal and Connor. I think Connor also would like to go and, and fight Khabib, but at some point, he's got to get a win. It's been so long since he got a win. We've talked about that. And th- this new attitude, I, I don't know how people are reacting to it because I think part of it was hey, even if he loses fights, he's crazy, he's brash, he's over the top. This week, it's just calm, normal Irish rich kid. Uh, it's a little bit different, a little bit different demeanor. A little, I mean, he's been gracious and, and expressed gratitude and all these things. It's just, it's very odd to see Connor like this. Like, this is who Connor can be, but he doesn't usually keep it up for like an entire fight week promotional, you know, schedule. So, I'm interested to see how people react to that and and how much it impacts his stock. Because as much as people say he should calm down, he shouldn't do all the crazy things. 
that's why he's so popular. Right. And I think part of it is, yes, he is kind of under scrutiny right now from the fans and he does have legal troubles that are happening and things um, that we know about, like the sexual assault allegations that are still, I believe, um, open investigations, it would seem, because the UFC certainly didn't want him talking about it. I remember you saying that you wanted to actually hear the answer because whether or not he says, no, I can't answer that right now, that would actually lead well, again, us to understand that. There is no confirmation that there is actually sexual assault investigations going on uh especially the way they handle things in europe they they will not name a suspect or a victim um which i think is good for kind of seeking seeking real justice sometimes but you know it, it does leave a lot of vagary so if conor mcgregor was to say in his answer i've been instructed by my legal team not to talk about that or you know, because of the legal process, I can't talk about that. That is confirmation that he is under under investigation. And do we believe 98, 99% that he is? Yes, because there's enough circumstantial evidence. I know a couple of media outlets have reported that it is indeed him. But again, there's no official confirmation that he is named as a suspect in any investigation. So if he were to say he can't talk about it because it's an ongoing legal issue, that is confirmation that he is under investigation. So that is a legitimate answer. That's a real answer that we would have, you know, that would have been nice to hear uh, if he was going to give that, which I, I do think that's what he would have said. Uh, so it's just, it's a whole... It's a whole weird scenario. And yesterday they, they had a, a Q&A with Connor with some media, and they cut it off after about 13 minutes, which I thought was a little odd too. Uh, seemed like there was a lot more questions to be asked, and you know people still in line to ask questions, and they cut that one off. So I, I think they've done a pretty good job of, you know, <laughs> from their perspective of controlling the message. The fans helped out with that by booing anybody that tried to ask a question about it. A uh, whole weird thing. So um, – it, it will be interesting to see how he is after the fight and how he is going forward. If this is just a, a one-time thing like, hey, I'm back, I'm going to be respectful, or if this is just who he is now. Right, and I think the other part of it is this fight sells itself. He doesn't have to do a whole lot of selling, but I also thought that about the second Nate Diaz fight, but there was obviously uh, that normal notorious candor that we would expect uh, ahead of that one so Conor McGregor versus Cowboy right now the odds are pretty interesting um, McGregor being favored Cerrone having dropped the last two fights uh, plus 275 right now and that is up to date here on sportingnews.com but um, the prop bets always kind of interesting uh, interest me a bit more will Conor McGregor win by TKO or KO is obviously a uh, that one is yes, minus 200, no, plus 170. Um, by round, you can even break it down. And will he walk out with his Irish flag? This one, I would take it no for plus 900. I, I think he would walk out with his flag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That one, we would see what happens. But when you look down the rest of the card, um, Adam, there's going to be... I think uh, a lot of eyes also on some of these other fights. We didn't yet get to the one uh, that I think a lot of people were looking forward to, Claudia Gadella and Alexa Grasso today here at Weigh-Ins on this Friday. If you're buying tickets for that card, uh, you <laughs> might want to sell your tickets right. for that fight on the card, yeah, because fight is off. Alexa Grasso came in uh, five and a half pounds over the limit at 121 and a half. Uh, so that fight, because of that weight class, it's so small, 115, they think, uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission rules say three pounds difference is too much. So, you know, six pounds difference was way too much for them. Uh, and the Nevada Athletic Commission scrapped that fight here at the weigh-ins this morning. Uh, Claudia Gadella, who, you know, has, has been very much looking forward to this fight. We talked to her yesterday about having to pull out of her last fight and how she wanted to get back in there. She will no longer be able to fight in that uh, contest. So I'm sure they'll try to book her again very soon. 
Uh, Alexa Grasso has now missed weight two times in the UFC, uh, so she may be uh, on her way up to 125 uh, very shortly. But, yeah, that fight gone, and I, I'm, I'm a little interested to see. We'll find out, I'm sure, in a few minutes which fight from the prelims they move up. I don't think it'll be Macy Barber. That fight would make sense because they're trying to showcase Macy Barber, but ESPN is putting her in the uh, the highlighted preliminary fight, the uh, the featured prelim on the card leading into the pay-per-view, and, and that's very intentional uh, to try to build her brand a little bit. So I don't think they put her on the pay-per-view card. I think they move one of the other fights up, probably one of the fight pass fights uh, because the ESPN card is kind of set in stone, and, uh, and we'll see how, how that works out. Uh, but, yeah, a new fight will be added to the pay-per-view because Grosso, Gadella, no more. Yeah, my new favorite, aside from the main event on this card, will be the Anthony Pettis-Diego Feria fight. <laughs> but I know a lot of other people have their eyes on that Macy Barber-Roxanne Mataferi fight, and we're going to get into that when we come back here from a break because we do discuss it here in this roundtable. So stay tuned right here on RJ Ringside. see an untucked button down they look bad why because they weren't meant to be worn that way thankfully there's untuck it the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked no matter your size or shape untuck it shirts will always fall at the perfect untucked length just ask my husband he heads into the party he loves the way he looks and feels comfortable in his untuck it shirt if it's perfect to the frame these shirts are really great with more than 50 plus fit combinations untuck it shirts look great on tall short slim and athletic guys of all ages choose from styles like wrinkle free button downs super soft flannels outerwear and more with untuck it your shirts will never look baggy bulgy too long or too big again and their website is super easy to use they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit so whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart relaxed style of your own untuck it is the way to go visit untuckit.com and use code blue for 20 percent off at checkout that's u-n-t-u-c-k-i-t.com and promo code blue for 20 percent off Right now, everybody, we're going to bring you an MMA roundtable here with a ton of well-respected journalists with us right now. We will have Jim Edwards joining us from Fighters Only. We have Jose Youngs from MMA Fighting, as well as Pete Carroll uh, out of Dublin, also reporting for MMA Fighting. So we're going to bring those guys in here, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about everything going on, what they think about Connor's current persona. So here we go. First thing I just want to start off with is, this is a very weird Conor McGregor week. Like, what, what has been your take of what's been going on with Conor this week? Um, well, when I arrived, I wasn't I wasn't expecting a lot of Irish fans because it is December and it's not like he's fighting for it's not the Conor of like 2015. Right. But I was expecting some Irish fans. I haven't seen any. Period. Yeah. So even without Conor's weird demeanor right now, it's a weird fight week in general. It doesn't really feel like we said the same thing about 202. Yeah. And they started throwing water bottles at each other, <laughs> and then it felt big. This doesn't feel big. Conor, like you said, is. It's weird. He's calm. He's friendly. He's hugging cowboy. It's. Uh, I assume he's trying to rebuild his public image yeah. as of late. Like he doesn't want to be the the quote unquote hooligan as they call him over there, just being running amok yeah. in in the streets of Las Vegas. Well, and I think that's interesting because I think you have when he acts up, people say, "Why are you doing this? Why is he acting like this? He's got a ton of money. Why is he doing this?" But at the same time. This Conor McGregor wouldn't be Conor McGregor. Like, if this was who he is, he wouldn't be Conor no. McGregor. 
It was if Connor wasn't the brash talking Irishman talking like Mystic Mac, like I will rattle your skull off the canvas, I'll put my knuckle through your orbital bone. Like that's what got people interested. If he was John George from like Hackensack, Iowa, wherever <laughs> Hackensack is, he's saying New Jersey. Hackensack, New Jersey, saying I'm gonna put my fist through your orbital bone, people would be like, All right, this guy's weird. This happens to be Connor McGregor with a thick Irish accent talking. So but then so here's what I've been asked a lot. When I do mainstream shows this week, they ask me if Conor McGregor loses, is it is the Conor McGregor as we know him over? And I've been saying no because he's still beloved, he's still this. But this Conor McGregor, I don't know if he can get back to that level. If he's going to act like this and lose, he can't. He can't be that same guy. I think it depends on how he loses. If we see like another Nate. Diaz, this, the rematch, and it's like an all-time classic. Like fans voted it the greatest fight ever, which yeah. I assume the three of us agree it's not the greatest fight no, of all time. Not. But it's a phenomenal fight. It's an exciting fight. If he loses a fight like that, it's like Connor has all this heart. He pushed through. He came up short, but it was a beautiful fight. If he just goes out there and gets melted in 30 seconds, which I'm not expecting to happen, yeah. it would probably hard. Also, I was talking with this during the live stream. We don't have any footage or image of Connor just like dead on the canvas. There's no head kick. There's no uppercut. He he got submitted twice, and then the referee stopped the fight in the Maymac fight yeah. when he was still on his feet. There's an image of, of, of him just like head kicking like Matt Brown, cowboy like Matt Browning him and walking away. That would do damage to his 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 brand. Not getting tapped or losing a decision, I think. So what? Kind, I guess I think the the interesting thing I saw, I saw from Connor in the press conference the other day was, of course he's subdued. Everybody's talking about that, but he also talked about he has matured but not changed and i don't even understand what that means but he's trying to show that mature side but he's not trying to say like i've changed as a person maybe he needed to change i don't understand like what his what he's trying to portray right now yeah it's it's like was the conor mcgregor we saw in 2015 the mask or is this the mask yeah. like it's just like who and do kids who are you? do kids change you that much i mean he said he can't sleep in anymore because the kids are waking him up is that just what happens i don't want to i well, don't want that to happen to what me. is it what has happened to him in the last like six years he's gotten two kids and he's like the third highest fourth highest paid athlete in the world he's on the covers of espn magazines is the second sports fighter to be on sports Illustrated. he's on two ufc video games and they made a special edition with him when he had two belts when he wasn't even the dual weight champion at the time so it's like what He's the most famous athlete in of this sport ever. So. Conor McGregor up there. Kids suck. Kids ruin your life. So, Heidi and Conor McGregor right there. Well, <laughs> Tech I, and neck. I also, as a you know, as insight here for you, Jose, uh, I refer to her child as Connor. I call though, her Connor Jr. Okay, I, that's good. we all call all right, her. We all okay, call him Connor good. Jr. Good. So, uh, so you know, the namesake of Heidi's child is, sure. uh, is fighting this week. So, I guess uh, it, if it's the last thing on our minds, I think. But how does the fight actually go? Uh, I think. Connor's the favorite. It doesn't surprise me. Cowboy historically doesn't do well against Southpaws. The doesn't win big fights thing I think is a legitimate argument, but he's losing a he's losing a really good fighter. So it's not that it's not a big like all of his fights are big. He's losing to the who's it like Cowboys and Gaethys and Leon Edwards and Robbie Lawlers of the world, and he's beating the Iaquintas and the Eddie Alvarez was a was a huge win. But I say Connor by finish. I'll say. Similar to the Darren Till fight, uh, he's gonna bat, he's gonna catch Cowboy against the fence. I think. We have a uh, special guest popping in all over the place. We have place. a couple, it looks like. What is going on here? And, and by the way, an international roundtable going on. All right, there, Governor Jim Edwards here from London. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I thought I had. It's perfect. I thought I had to do an accent to get on here. Well, so, you're, um, are you suggesting that your accent is not strong enough to be included as the international voice here? 
all right there, governor. <laughs> your, your natural voice that's is That's all fine, I got. Don't worry. That, that's literally all I got. I'm a posh boy. You can only um, say, all right, From governor. outside London. Perfect. Anyway, going back to your point, um, PC just laid it out pretty pretty well there from the Irish perspective. And I must say, it's, um, it's, it's very similar from a UK perspective as well, right? Like, um, there was so much interest during that kind of 2016 period. And I think it's better to say, like, a lot of us wouldn't have been able to like get outlets from Europe to help us get over here to come cover these fights without Conor McGregor and that kind of role. And that was just incredible. The where I think Pizzi was also a freelancer at the time. You're trying to get you're trying to get some people to actually pay you to write some MMA content. And during that transitional period, you went from uh, people just not being interested at all to them being inundated with outlets trying to just wanting your content really. So I gauge it from that perspective. And again, like. Um, over the last few years, that's kind of gone down. That's kind of withered away. The freelance market's pretty hard, especially in the MMA sector in Europe. But this week, it's kind of it's kind of come up again a little bit. There's a lot of people now interested back in this from the media side. But if you're talking about fans coming over from the UK, outside of the hardcore like UK fans who come to pretty much every single event, none are traveling. So he, he let's just say he wins. He's a he's a big favorite over Cerrone. Let's say he wins and decides to fight again in March or April. Like turn it around, come back get a regular schedule going how quickly is it kind of building back up to that or is is that was that a wave that has dissipated and we're not going to see that thing come back again i think we're over that hill like we, we've had that moment 2016 will never be repeated and that's fine and like we shouldn't expect it to be repeated you can't have a good thing twice it's not something that good anyway we're probably not going to have irishmen hanging from the las vegas boulevard like uh, traffic lights this week <laughs> from a traffic light okay that's good yeah that's, that's true maybe, maybe if maybe if pizza goes to another mascal party again um may, maybe we'll get that scene but like you know what i'm saying that there's not going to be um the pandemonium probably like that ever again and one thing i will add is that actually when we had that pandemonium it was back at the mgm grand which was more intense more kind of that atmosphere where you spill straight back out into the casino and there's absolute bedlam like people I just remember people jumping on top of like machines and stuff. And I think we always can look back on things in a, like in the good old days, we always say right back in the UK, but um, we probably won't get the good old days here, but we might get close. Look, if he wins this weekend, he does it in style. He gets on that microphone afterwards and calls out Jorge Masvidal and suddenly we got a gigantic fight for International Fight Week. That would, that, yeah, will be the biggest fight in UFC history. So it's it's weird, isn't it? We're talking about, on one side, the biggest fight in UFC history if it goes exactly to plan and how he wants it to go. But if he loses Saturday night, oh my, like where? I genuinely, I've been asked this question all week. I don't know where he goes from there. There's, there's a few fights that he can come back to. I think there's like the Holloway rematch, the Poirier rematch, the Diaz 3 will always be there. But those fights are going to be a tenth as big well, wouldn't, as anything I guess else. wouldn't he wouldn't what happens is that if he loses and has to build back up in that way then he becomes crazy Connor again no I don't I, but I, just, he, I mean because I think this Connor that we're seeing this week if he loses would be like okay now he's not even going to be crazy and over the top and scream things and he's going to lose fights where is it but if he's going to be crazy again I think that appeal could come back I don't know I think he's lost I think he'll be absolutely lost if he loses this weekend and he's tried something completely different this week. And to be fair to him, I, I think it's gone pretty well. I think people have actually kind of taken to this new respect for almost jovial characters. How, no, people like him. PZ, you weigh in on this one too. People like him right now, but I mean, it, this is not the Connor people like grew to love, right? I mean, that's why I'm saying he's lost, right? He, he's he's trying a few things out here, and what, yeah, the, the thing that worked was what happened in 2016 when it, when his when his character was more. 
um, likable. It was clever. He was so witty at times. You'd, you'd come, he'd come out with things that you'd never even like think of, like ever, right? And he was just a funny, funny guy. And that's why we grew to love him. And then, as PC said, when it came to the Habib fight, it was bitter. It was his his output was like very simple, bordering upon. Way too some uh, applause. So. Sabrina Mazo made one twenty-five and a half, uh, so she's good to go. Uh, with her extra hour here. Uh, all right, so we talked a lot about Connor outside the cage and, and how he's acting this week. How does it go when he steps we're in? We're at the on brink Saturday now night? where it's now or never. And I think um, when, when it's all on the line and he knows and like he's come in this week and said he's, he's been tr doing things differently and he's uh, focused on the game, if he's done that, he'll win. If he doesn't, he, he's in for a tough night, man. Like, Sereni's no joke on anywhere. And um, I, I am, I am going to side with McGregor early. There you go. And last thing before we get you guys out of here, the other fight that you're looking forward to the card, what, what are you looking forward to on Saturday that's not Conor McGregor? Andre Feely, Sadiq Youssef is going to be a banger. I love that fight. Andre Feely, by the way, you were there for the that live Q&A yeah. thing with the champions. Corner Max Holloway has yeah. hit him harder than any other fighter he fought. More than Poirier, more than Conor, more than Aldo, more than Ortega, everyone. Andre Feely, Sadiq Youssef is the there one I got. Great, I got great announced. drop in there. Nice, impressive work. Jim, what do you got? I'm really looking forward to clouding your day. Sorry, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Whoops, maybe not. Uh, unfortunately, that fight's obviously off now. I was really looking forward to that, but um, oh man, the other ones—it's got to be Roxanne Modafferi versus Macy Barber. Like, it, it's a crazy—it's a crazy situation where someone is such an underdog in Roxy, almost like the people's champion in this one. Macy Barber um, is a bit like what we would say Marmite in the UK, which is a spread you either love or you hate. I like those terms. Throw them in there. And, and, I, and I think that's uh, an aura that kind of is following Macy Barber around at the moment. It's going to be an exciting fight. Um, I do think Barber's going to win it. I think I think she's going to have a bit too much for Mata Ferry. But um, yeah, I think I think Roxy had over 30 fights before uh, Barber even started a professional. Macy career. Barber was five, playing soccer, when Roxanne Matafari made her <laughs> made her uh, MMA debut. That is insane. Uh, since you mentioned that one, how real is Macy Barber? Um, hard to gauge because that 125 flyweight women's division is very it's, it's pretty shallow out of all the the, the different weight divisions divisions you look at um there's other co top contenders in there you look even from the uk where you got uh, joanne Caldwell from she's Scotland. a las vegas now so uh, relax she lives here meatball molly mccann like she's a, she's a she's put together three wins in a row after a really tough start in the ufc and, and of course caitlin chukagan who's going to be fighting valentina chipchenko so um it, it it could be one of those situations where it's so shallow she gets way too much put on her plate too soon like she doesn't want that Shoshenko fight anytime soon she wants to beat a lot of these top contenders get some experience on her about and this is, this is almost the perfect fight for her this weekend she's going to be fighting one of the most experienced uh, women in mixed martial arts so um, but not a really a dangerous fights. not really a dangerous opponent I mean it's, it's nice it is right I mean this must be one of the most perfect fights like it's a very different proposition to going out there and fighting Valentina Shevchenko where you can get your head taken off uh, than it is Roxanne Madoferi so and that's no slight on her like uh, you know if she can put her wrestling together if she can um, you know we know she's very capable on the mat as well something could happen but um, the, the, the odds are the odds for some reason I feel Bob will have too much but it's intriguing man this is, um, this is why we love MMA because anything can happen there you go anything can happen and when Connor fights it usually does we'll find that out uh, we'll continue here from the weigh-ins as, uh, as we break down a couple of the fights here thanks to all those guys for sitting down with us Jim Edwards P.T. Carroll and Jose Young's great job by them and uh, we'll continue here from the Palms. And we want to thank everyone there for joining us on that roundtable. You can follow Jim on Twitter at MMA underscore Jim. P. 
Peter Carroll is at Pizzi Carroll, and that's Pizzi with the Y, Carroll. And then Jose Young's at Jose Young's. Uh, those guys, again, joining us from MMA Fighting and also Fighters Only. We really appreciate their time and hope you enjoyed that roundtable. But uh, that'll do it for us here on the RJ Ringside, brought to you again by Untuckit.com. And for Adam Hill, you can find him on Twitter at Adam Hill LVRJ. He'll be keeping up to date with everything happening on this fight during, after, um, and everything in between. So go to ReviewJournal.com to find all of his articles there. And I am at Heidi Fang. That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening.